We always have a blast chatting with our guests about all sorts of different topics, but sometimes we go off the rails and dig deeper into their automotive and motorsports pasts. As a bonus, let's go behind the scenes with this pit stop minisode for some extra content that didn't quite fit in the main episode. Sit back, enjoy, and remember to like, subscribe, and support BrakeFix on Patreon. We had a great time talking with Dave Peters about how he built HPDEJunkie.com, but we felt like the listeners didn't get to know Dave as a motorsports and car enthusiast. So as an encore to the original episode, we've put together this mini-sode based on our post-session happy hour. And as we pull in for a quick pit stop, remember to like, subscribe, and support us on Patreon. And as always, I'm your host, Brad. And I'm Eric. So let's roll. So we talked about HPDE Junkie, but we didn't talk about Dave, the track junkie. <laughs> it's a totally different thing. So I got some questions for you. Just okay, to, so that, you know, our listeners and everybody out there can get to know you, the, the motorsport enthusiast, a little bit better. Do you have a favorite motorsports discipline? And discipline is defined as, you know, road racing, rally, motorcycles, autocross, karting, et cetera. Is there a favorite out there? Yeah, I, absolutely. Road racing. Uh, or, or, or HPDE. You know. <laughs> I, I, I mean, to me, and it's obviously not the same thing, but it's essentially the same track and driving styles. Absolutely. So with HPE Junkie, is it, you've mentioned it's you and, and your partner, John Marsh, but is there more of a HPE Junkie entourage? Do you guys travel in packs? Is that also part of the whole allure is to get together, you know, go to tracks together, things like that? Or how does that work? It, it, it actually does. And it's just, you know, been guys that I've met along the way. And it's usually somebody that I'm parked next to or somebody, you know, I, I know you guys have experienced this where you've, been out a session and you're just bumper to bumper with another guy and you get off the track and you can't wait to run over there and go, damn, wasn't that a blast? <laughs> um, so, so it's been meeting them like that. So yeah, sometimes I'll have, you know, six or eight other guys that are kind of meeting me there. And I, you know, it's really has become a, a, a lot of the enjoyment. It is, it is the, is the friendships and, you know, meeting people in the track and seeing them again, after a few months. So I didn't get into it so much for that, but man, I'm taking a lot out of it from that. So yeah, I, I, I really do enjoy the camaraderie at the track. I typically, you know, I've got a list of guys that I'll just send a kind of track schedule at the beginning of the year and say, this is where I'm planning on going this year. And if you can join me, great. So have you done any competitive driving? I have not. Okay. Now, I know there's an HPDE Junkie Miata. Is that correct? There is. So is that your personal track car? It is. That is your track weapon of choice, huh? So what, yeah. led, what led you to the Miata? Um, money, basically. <laughs> um, but um, no, I, I started doing track days in a 370Z. And, um, you know, it had some horsepower and it handled pretty good. But I quickly realized that I didn't like buying $1,500 sets of tires every third weekend. And it, it has some track related flaws that made it a little less desirable. And, and it really boiled down to once, twice a year is not enough for me. So how do I do this more? So I saw all the Miatas at the track. I had a buddy with one. I was like, let me take that for a spin. And I did. And I was like, hmm, this might be fun. And, um, 
it really was, I, I got to admit, it was mostly about, you know, how much money is, am I going to spend a year doing this? Right. You guys, whether you have Miatas or not, you know, you can buy a, a good set of $500 tires that'll last you pretty much all year, you know, and the same thing with brake pads. So, but now that I have one, I don't even want to drive anything else. I have so much fun driving this car. So was that a build versus buy? Did you buy a prep meander or have you built it up yourself over the years? No, I, I bought a, a beater. Some guy's wife drove and spilled Coca-Cola all over the inside car. And, um, you know, before the first outing, I did a few things. I, you know, coilovers, upgraded the brakes, roll bar, I think seats and harnesses. And then, as I said, I'm single with no kids. So down the rabbit hole, I went. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, she's pretty sweet now, though. I got to admit, I love it. I mean, I have just the blast driving it. So what do you guys drive? Uh, so we hey. are, <laughs> if Brad's background is a giveaway, that is uh, an indication of what we drive. So we, uh, we, I've been in the Volkswagen Audi Porsche family forever. So right now I campaign several different uh, fourth generation BWs, uh, as does Brad. He has a fourth gen GTI. So Got you. Yeah. Well, there's, you know, nothing wrong with that. <laughs> no, but we, I personally, I don't know about Eric, but I chose mine. Well, I, I started with a GTI when I started, you know, driving, uh, essentially. This is the first car I ever bought for myself. And I've had like four or five Mark IV Golfs. And I, th I just think they're great cars. And one of the reasons I picked it when I started getting into HPDE is because, like you were saying with the Miata, the consumables are so reasonably priced. And for someone that doesn't make, you know, Boku bucks all the time, you know, and I do have a family or I have a wife and everything. Uh, so I have to consider costs and budgeting and stuff like that. There's something about having a car that's fast enough. You can have a lot of fun in and consumables are reasonable. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I should have noticed earlier the picture behind you, <laughs> which reminded me, I very, very easily could have gone down the golf road. I think I was, I think I was 18. And that would have been like 86. And I was ready to buy a new GTI. And I needed my mom to co-sign. <laughs> and she came and she rode with me in it. And I think I drove it too fast. And she said, no way. So you can blame my mom for not go me not going down the VW route. <laughs> and, and the reason the reason I haven't gone down the Miata route is because I'm 6'4". <laughs> oh, okay. Well, that... You have a good excuse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so let me ask you this. What would you say is your biggest oops moment on track? Now after um, all years. Wow. I try not to oops real bad. Wow, man. You kind of got I I the most recent one I can remember is uphill S is at VIR. And I don't know if you guys are aware, but would be the the second turn outside Rumble Strip. There is a hell of a pothole there. Yep. And um, I caught that and bent a tie rod pre mm. pretty good. Pro I, I wouldn't want to say the degrees, but it was crooked, noticeably <laughs> crooked. Fortunately, though, that was the only thing. I didn't bend a wheel or, or anything else. So I was pretty lucky there. 
Yeah, I'm pretty uneventful, I think. Sorry. Well, that's that's good. I mean, that's not necessarily a bad thing. We always like to ask that question in case there's a nugget, or, you know, a golden nugget of information there you can pass on to a newbie, right? Yeah, I messed up that one time and I should have, you know, I shouldn't have gone out that last session or should have, oh, you know, there's oh, always I those mean, stories. <laughs> well, I, I didn't ever, I, I didn't, I didn't crash or go off major, but I'm a firm believer of, man, if you're, if you're not in it, don't go out. You know, end of the day, you don't want to. And I find my, I, I quickly see myself, okay, I missed that turn in. Oh, oh I missed the apex. Let's just roll it in. Exactly. Um, I, I, I really, and I guess that's part of the drive fast safely. I really do like it when people are really safe at the track. I mean, HPDE is not racing. I think we're all kind of out there for that reason to get our adrenaline rush, but in the safest way possible. So I really hate when I see silliness on the track. Uh, I'm sure you guys do too. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just no place for it, you know? Exactly. So what's your favorite spectator motorsport? Like examples, Formula One, WRC. F1. F1. Yeah. yeah, I'm pretty avid. And, you know, like I said earlier, I, my dad had me at Watkins Glen at 70 and went a couple more times to the Glen, went to the Canadian a couple times as a teenager and I still DVR practice one, practice two, and I watch all of them. And, you know, a lot of people are like, <laughs> like buddies that watch, like, how do you watch all that? And I'm like, that's where you learn all the, the behind the scenes and the juice and what's going on and why this and why that. I said, man, I mean, you got to watch it kind of like a, like a sitcom drama in a way. You know, you don't pay attention to the cars going around. You're listening to what the guys are talking about. Because I driver? Found, um, I, I gotta say Lewis, just out of respect that the guy can drive the shit out of the car. Mm -hmm. I mean, he just always am amazes me of how, how he just pulls it out. You know, he, he's a phenomenal driver. Yeah. I gotta say, I love his bravado at the last race where he got that penalty and then oh, he's like, no, I, I hadn't watched it yet. I hadn't uh, watched spoiler, it yet. Spoiler. <laughs> we're we're well, a week well, past well, the I, race. <laughs> no, no, no. There was, uh, well, I guess we are, but I stopped it last night at the red flag. So. Uh, okay. Well, but, but so, okay. So you saw that there was talks of getting a penalty and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Of, absolutely. Yeah, so, and he so got the penalty. Spoiler alert. He got a penalty. Yeah. You have to watch the rest of the race. He okay. Well, win, obviously, but I, you got to I, I plan, I plan to actually, it's when, when we're done, that's what's going on. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so you got a favorite driver. Is there a favorite manufacturer from F1? Um, you in the Ferrari camp, the Mercedes camp, Williams, maybe, you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm a, I mean, obviously, uh, Mercedes, I, I don't, I don't know what it is about Ferrari. I don't hate them, but I don't ever find myself pulling for them. I really am enjoying seeing, you know, the, the, what do they call them? The back half or teams coming up, you know, McLaren was running great. I, I just like seeing those younger guys in the cars that haven't been doing good. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, I, I got to say, I, I do like what's um, Williams driver, Russell, his first name. I can't remember. It's George. George. I, I really like him. And it's he's kind of in a car that he, you know, maybe nobody could drive fast. But I like his personality. Mm. Um, and Danny Rick. I mean, how can you not there, like there Danny Ricardo? I mean, he's just the nicest guy in the world. At least he comes across that way. Mm. And I don't know if you guys have watched 
the Netflix series, the F1 series. Yeah, yeah. You know, he's in a lot of that. And I don't know. I just love the guy. He, he's just a really nice guy, I think, and a good at heart guy. Having been an F1 fan since the 70s, that means you came up through the era of Jackie Stewart and Emerson Fittipaldi and Mario Andretti and Senna and Schumacher and all the big names, right? I, I, the, Hills, I the Hills and the Brabham's and all of them. So do you have a favorite out of all that time? Yeah, Mario. And, you know, it's based on I got to shake his hand and meet him when I was, I don't know, seven, eight years old. What? 77 i would have is that the year he won i think 77 um so i'd have been 10 and we went to that the race at the Glen. he didn't win it but it was the year he won the championship and um just happened to pass him in the paddock and and shook his hand so yeah mario nice i don't remember a lot of the old guys just because i was too little but you know like in canada i i kind of remember you know lauda and Mm-hmm. And um, I'm not really remembering the rest of them right now, but you know it was a cool experience. And and if I, I gotta say, if anybody can ever get the chance to see F1 live, it's uh, TV does nothing for it. The the acceleration and the braking deceleration is it's it's insane. Absolutely. And then then after you've driven on track and kind of you know we think we we decelerate quickly. I mean it's just insane. It's almost like the fighter jets landing. You know shoot. They just, it's, it's, it's amazing. You got to see it sometime if you get the chance. Absolutely. So do you think there's an all-time best F1 driver? Are you in that camp? I don't, man, I don't know if I could, I don't know if I could call that one. I mean, I think Lewis is kind of, I mean, he's breaking all the records. So he's a very likely candidate, but I don't know, you know, I don't know that I could judge that on some of the guys from the seventies and eighties that I just wasn't, didn't know enough about anything to, I just wanted to see the cars go fast, you know? (laughs) (laughs) So speaking of that, a couple extra questions here, I suppose. So what kind of car posters were on your wall as a kid? Um, Definitely the Countach S. I think I had a 935. I don't remember which, which uh, sponsor it was. Um, But I don't really remember how, you know, probably some, maybe centerfold or big page pictures out of motor trend or car driver, but, yeah, the, the Countach in 935, you know, the Countach like everybody else that's my age. Nice. So top three cars of all time, in your opinion? Uh, made or owned? Either one. You tell me. I get, what the heck? Let's do both. Um, that I've owned. I had an S2000. That was pretty sweet. That was actually my original. I'm ready to track my car. And that was in 06. But it was really expensive right then or back then and I couldn't get anybody to go with me so the economy crapped out and that one went away but I just man that was a really cool fun driving car and hindsight I'm glad that I didn't get to track it because now I kind of see him as like man what do you do with that car on the track that thing's worth a lot of money and I would say after that I'm not counting the Miata the Z was pretty cool but not nearly the it just didn't drive as nice as the S2000. And not that it was the best driving, but it's become kind of such a cool car these days. I bought a Nissan 240SX in 1988, the first week it was out, and it was an 89 model. So I was one of the first owners of a 240SX. And that's the one I wish I still had because, you know, they definitely got little value to you. 
Well, I wish I still had the S2000 too, because it, it was spotless and never drove it in the rain. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, if it never made it the track, it would probably still be that way. But, um, and then hmm, other cars, I've always been fond of the 935 Porsche and it's a lot of it's the look of it. And, you know, being a kid, I just like the way it looked, the big fender flares and the slope nose. The short or the long tail 935? Um... I guess the I like the long a little better. And then, you know, it's kind of silly, but I guess my semi-attainable dream car is to have a Beck Spider, uh, you know, the Porsche Spider copy. Uh, I just think that's a really cool car. And, you know, they're not crazy expensive and they're, they're pretty freaking fast. Absolutely. And I just, I just love the look of them. Uh, beyond that, man. All right, I'll throw it to you this way. Sexiest car of all time. Jaguar XKE, I think. You know, just that long front end. Nice. The E-Type is, that is like a constant theme around here, isn't it? <laughs> it's, I mean, but it, it's just such a beautiful car, you know? Just really cool car. And yeah. the hard top. I don't like the convertible so much. I like the hard tops. Yeah, the coupe. Yeah, yeah. The coupe's yeah. a gorgeous car. Hmm. All right. Well, those are good. Uh, those are good questions. Get to know you better. Uh, we can work that in. Go ahead, Brad. And yeah. uh, what's the best racetrack you, in your opinion, that you've been on? Pit race. I freaking love it. I, I, I said to a couple buddies this past weekend, I was there this past weekend for three days. And I said, man, I think I would rather drive pit race than VIR. Ooh, that's a bold statement. I know it's it's crazy, but it's it's really a lot Miata based. I mean, coming down the back straight, the VIR and the Miata, I you know, get a little bored. I could send a text if I wanted to, you know, 115 miles an hour at the end. You know, it's just. But the rest of the track I love, um, but pit race, man, I think I love every part of it. I just love it. I have so much fun. Hmm. Are there any international tracks that you haven't driven that you wish you could? I know I know Eric's probably got one or two. I've got, you know, one or two. I'd like to drive the Glen. I'm a little scared of it because of all the walls. <laughs> oh, the blue bushes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, the Glen, the Glen's a cupcake. The Glen is, is a baby. It's, it it's is. easy. <laughs> it really is. Is Barber considered an international? I I mean, it's just anything in the world that you haven't driven that uh, I really would love to. I really want to get to Barber. You know, I mean, my ultimate dream is to be able to take a year and just travel back and forth and up and down and, and hit them all. I mean, but with 80 some of the country, man, you kind of caught me off guard. Um, Barber's one I'm really wanting to hit yet. Have you guys been there? Yeah, I went last year. So we do something every year called the Cannonball Run. Yeah. And basically we draw a line from the Washington Monument about 12 hours out. And then you kind of take a protractor and make a big circle. And anything that fits in there, we try to, you know, we try to figure out where we want to go to. So within that, you have really good reach if you think about it. You can get out as far as Road America. You can get down to Barber. You can get down to a lot of places. Uh, realistically, if you're hauling butt, you could almost get down to NOLA in 12 hours. But we've done Road Atlanta. We've done Barber. We've done a bunch of places. And NCM, I mean, all over the place. So, you know between most of us in gtm we've we've done a lot of tracks and barber is awesome it's on a whole nother level i mean indycar runs there all the big tracks watkins Glen. it's it's intimidating because it's enormous and you realize in a miata you're going to be flat out the whole time i mean if you're, yeah. bored, if you're bored at vir you're going to be bored at, at the Glen too 
<laughs> but well, at, uh, least at, the, at least at the Glen, I'm thinking I'm going to be flat out through corners. Well, but, and, and it, the whole track. <laughs> and at the, at the Glen, when you're bored, you look around and you see the beautiful mountainscape oh, around you. It's, it's, it's a beautiful gorgeous. place to be. I mean, I'll sure, I'm sure that I'll get there at some point, especially, you know, after being there a couple of times as a kid, you know, it definitely makes me want to go. Yeah. Um, but Barber's definitely on the list. I was supposed to go to NCM in April, but it got canceled and I was kind of looking forward to that one. Yeah. NCM's different because we've talked about it before on the show. Uh, NCM is interesting because it's not a racetrack. It's a fact, it's a factory test track and therefore its flow is completely different. A lot of the turns and a lot of the segments are designed to model real tracks. And so you'll get down to, you know, centimeter accuracy of turns at Le Mans. And you're like, oh, wow, wow. I, I just drove the Porsche S's or, you know, or, or the corkscrew at Laguna. And the problem is because it simulates other tracks, the flow is horrendous. And you end up having to learn it in these weird little pieces to make it make sense to you. And then it becomes fun because you're like, oh, I'm in section one and I have to treat it like this. And then section two, treat it like that. So it's extremely challenging, but it doesn't have the same rhythm that a normal track would have because it's designed to stress a car. It's not designed for driver enjoyment, right? It's, it's a totally different animal. I had no idea of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you guys driven it uh, NC car? Yes. Yeah. It, and, and I, as you're saying it, I'm thinking about NC car and the monotony of, you know, it's just well, the difference sweeping. With N- yeah. So the difference with NC car is that's more like, let's call it consumer reports with test there <laughs> yeah. versus this is where, you know, this is where they're testing the AL, you know, they're tel- testing, excuse me, the GTLM C8, right. For, testing overseas, you know, that kind of thing. So NCM is full of elevation changes. It's full of just crazy corners and, and it's just very different. And Brad, you've been there too. So go ahead. Uh, yeah, I very much agree that, you know, NC car is more of a, like a, like Eric was saying, the consumer reports, you know, manufacturers are going to bring their stock vehicles out, you know, and test them around the track and see how they perform and almost it's a safe environment, but almost like normal street type conditions. Um, but, you know, at the end, uh, National Corvette Museum, it's very much, you know, I'm bringing my, you know, EMSA cars to test, you know, these corners that simulate corners overseas or at certain tracks because I can't get, you know, you can only practice so many times before you actually race there. You know, so you, you take the hardest parts of those tracks or the most popular ones and they're at NCM and you, you can test and see how the car does. And almost it's like a simulation. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's a very different experience. Yeah. Well, hopefully next year will work out. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, the only other track you could relate to NCM, not to belabor that uh, discussion any more than we have to, is Shenandoah. And if you've ever driven on Shenandoah, it's also broken up very oddly, and it's designed to simulate corners from other places as well. And it's a better setup track than it is a racetrack. If if you kind of understand how, how Summit Point's Shenandoah circuit works. So same, same idea. I mean, NCM's a lot more extreme. You can go a lot faster. Sure, uh, sure. It, it's huge too, so. Yeah, I have not been to Summit Point yet. Um, oh, wow. And, and that's, you know, another track that I grew up in central Pennsylvania. So Summit Point was real close. And that was a track we went to quite often. You, you know, SCCA stuff. Yeah. But yeah, that was a couple of, that was probably three, four times a year we would go to, but then it was just the one track, but you know, I definitely like to drive there because I saw so many races there and 
we'd camp and, and you know, it was just a whole experience. So uh, I definitely want to drive that track. So is home track for you VIR or is it Carolina Motorsports Park? You know, it's, it, I'm about dead center. It's three and a half to either one. And now that CMP's freshly been repaved, I'm real excited to get over there. Um, how how is that? Because we we've been we've been debating going down there. It's a roval, which we've done some others like Pocono and and, and other tracks that have been converted like that. So what's CMP like? No, not not Charlotte. Oh, North I'm Speedway. sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, no, Carolina Motorsports Park is west of Columbia, South Carolina. It's a great tight track. I, I would call it a Miata track, like I would call Piat, uh, pit race a, a Miata track. Shorter straightaways, a um, lot of turns, not a lot of elevation change, but it's been, you know, it's just been beat up for years. The surface has been like a cheese grater for years and it's had the bad reputation. Well, it just got repaved over the summer and it should be pretty sweet. It's not um, Nelson I mean, Legend. Would you guys agree? I, I hadn't, uh, hadn't really even ever asked anybody about Nelson Ledges until this past weekend and had really no idea what it was about, but I hear it's pretty sketchy. It used to be. It was luckily and thankfully they shut it down for a while. They recently repaved it. It holds the title of fastest lap in terms of average speed east of the Mississippi. So it's supposed to be a really exciting lap in terms of it's a quick lap, but yeah, there's some interesting stuff. Like they kept the jump in the kinked straightaway and things like that, but the potholes are, are seemingly gone. Cause I heard from some guys that were SCCA road racing there that are club racing there that, you know, it was pretty much like an autocross because you were avoiding all the potholes, which were the size of craters on the moon. So, <laughs> you know, it was in disrepair. It needed some love. We're happy to see it back on the schedule. Hopefully it's on HBD junkies. Schedule. It is. It yeah, absolutely and we are, is. We were actually planning on going out there this year, but you know, with everything being what it is, it's tough to make those sorts of plans. Hmm. Um, but since you mentioned it, uh, Charlotte motor speedway, I have done the roval there for a track night and I don't know, man. I just don't want to crash my car into concrete and it's everywhere. And, uh, but it's an experience to drive that high bank. And, and I guess if you've probably done it at Pocono, so, so you guys are aware of it, but it was kind of eye opening, you know, the first time I hit the bank and I'm looking out the windshield and I'm like, I can't see anything. And I look in the mirror and I'm like, I can't see anything. So I ended up, you know, basically driving out of my little wing window looking kind of to the side and that was you know in those high banks only not on the straightaways but yeah it was just something that it didn't occur to me was going to be how it was um, you just see asphalt and asphalt all right so this is just a you know like a daydreaming question you get one car on one racetrack anywhere in the world any car you want what's your combination you're driving money is no object you don't have to worry about bending it in a, in a concrete wall or anything you'll be perfectly fine what's your car and track combination it, do i have to be able to drive it in real life uh, no you're you're oh, okay. you're you okay. are senna you you've okay. got the skills okay. of okay. Senna okay. for this dream. yeah that's what i want to drive a modern f1 car mm. at um, possibly coda yeah, I mean, it really wouldn't matter. I, I wouldn't want to drive at um, Monaco. I just don't like. I don't like that tight street track. But if I could drive a, an F1 car, that would be the thing. Just because I, 
I mean, you guys see it too. You know what it's like to drive pretty fast on the track, but mm -hmm. that's so far beyond. And, and what puts it in perspective is when you see the safety car out there and guys like us can tell that safety car is pushing the limits and it's yes. leaning and it's slipping a little bit. And those guys are behind him weaving back and forth, <laughs> heating their tires up and they look like they're going 10 miles an hour. So I can't even imagine what it's like to, you know, to drive those cars. If you like what you've heard and want to learn more about GTM, be sure to check us out on www.gtmotorsports.org. You can also find us on Instagram at Grand Touring Motorsports. Also, if you want to get involved or have suggestions for future shows, you can call or text us at 202-630-1770 or send us an email at crewchief at gtmotorsports.org. We'd love to hear from you. Hey listeners, Crew Chief Eric here. Do you like what you've seen, heard, and read from GTM? Great, so do we, and we have a lot of fun doing it. But please remember, we're fueled by volunteers and remain a no annual fee organization, but we still need help to keep the momentum going so that we can continue to record, write, edit, and broadcast all of your favorite content. So be sure to visit www.patreon.com forward slash GT Motorsports or visit our website and click in the top right corner on the support and donate to learn how you can help.